Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Road Thoughts. Thursday, driving on sketchy roads again. Thursday, episode, whatever. Um, so, got back to reading this morning, which was really nice. Enjoyed that, but it definitely was a challenge because I had a lot going through my brain, not scratch pad items that I could just uh, jot down for later, just random thoughts. And based on kind of the reading and other aspects of just life philosophy and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it, in the end result being that even though I reread the chapter and I've got a few things that we can reflect on today, I am going to reread it tomorrow, you know, and that's, uh, that's just how it is, you know, and I made my notes, underlined some things, but I, again, I found myself getting distracted quite a bit while reading. Um, part of it also was just the pressure to get moving with the day. And, uh, so the price for that is that I'm going to choose to reread the chapter again, which What's wrong with that? Nothing bad about that. Because uh, I want to make sure, because we're getting really into the meat and potatoes of the, the book. And some of it, you know, we talked about yesterday, which is there's no how and, uh, you know, just start the plan. Uh, but there were some other things in that chapter, and it, it, a lot of it really focuses on uh, something I briefly mentioned yesterday, which was, you know, you're always choosing. You're always choosing what to do. And choosing not to do something is making a choice of what to do. But it gets to another kernel of, of core truth or tenet or whatever you want to call it, which is that no matter the external circumstances, we are still responsible for what happens to us. And that... Okay, so... Instinctively, especially in today's culture of uh, uh, victimhood, uh, idolizing, sorry, I can't speak, still warming up, Uh, idolizing victimhood and how, you know, who can be the bigger victim on social media and the news and, and media in general and what it's done to our culture. You know, there's a badge of honor. I think I've mentioned it before about being a victim, being a victim. And we've all had traumas, like I mentioned yesterday, that have happened to us. So we've all had things that have happened to us. And, and but in the end, no matter what, obviously you get hit by a car, the driver that hits you, uh, they use this example in the book. The driver that hits you is at fault, obviously, and legally, and there's going to have to be some sort of, uh, you know, reparations or, or, you know, judicial process that, you know, holds them at fault. They've got to do something for you in terms of their insurance or whatever to, to make things right. Yes. But how are you going to move on? Um, you are responsible for yourself moving on from that. Let's say you, you got banged up and you got to go through physical therapy sitting there and crying that you have to go through physical therapy, which is a natural thing because you get tired of it. Just the stupid 
uh, toe exercises I have to do. There's nights that I just don't want to do it. And uh, the pain's actually at times gotten a little worse than getting better. And But in the end, I am responsible for that. If I don't do it, my toe will not get better. I will not regain all the flexibility that I would like to get back. And sitting there and being a victim and saying, you know, let's say that happened because of a car accident, you know, I'm blaming the person that hit me that that's why I have to do all this. That's not going to do anything. And when you decide to take on that responsibility, it's empowering. Um, There were a few passages that um, I made sure to highlight or to take pictures of, actually, so that while I'm recording this, I can, you know, remember exactly what it was that that sparked my interest. Because, again, being distracted this morning, and I got to turn the heat on. Hold on. Um, So one of the things that I underlined was a lot of people hesitate to take responsibility for their problems because they believe that to be responsible for your problems is to also be at fault for your problems goes right back to the car accident uh, scenario. Yeah, you didn't cause the car accident, uh, but what are you going to do to move on from it? It's your responsibility to move on from it. And that doesn't mean you're at fault for it. Those Those are two different things. Now, if you cause the accident, yeah, you're at fault too. And again, you've got to take responsibility for that. But regardless of the external things that happen to us, we still have that responsibility to move forward. And sitting there and being a victim and crying about it being the fault of others, yeah, it was the fault of others. Yep, absolutely. And what? And now what? What what, what are you going to do? You've got to take that responsibility to move on. Um, he kind of flipped the, uh, you know, the Uncle Ben Spider-Man quote, you know, with great power comes great responsibility to with great responsibility comes great power. When you own everything, when you own your life, the amount of power you get magnifies, you know, A-type personalities, you know, annoy us, uh, introverted people like me. But at the same time, look at the power they have. And and some of it's that jealousy of the fact that they have such self-power, you know. And that's why it annoys us. Because it's a reflection not on them, but it's a reflection on us. And pointing at what insecurities and issues and things we don't like about ourselves. That's why it annoys us. Because it's a self-reflection. And it's ourselves that ultimately we're not happy with, not the other person. So with great power, no, with great responsibility comes great power. Um, And part of that is making that choice to embrace it. Uh, Another passage was that, um, let's see if I can keep my eyes on the road, was often the differences between a problem being a pain or being powerful is a sense that we chose it and that we are responsible for it. Again, goes back to, I think I mentioned this uh, another day, which is the problems we are choosing to take on. 
the problems we are choosing. Because when we make that choice, we are owning it. We are taking responsibility. So, uh, and one final passage that I want to share um, before we kind of move on with this this uh, this rant or whatever is, uh, this is a section I highlighted, which was, there's a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. This is the realization that we, individually, are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter the external circumstances. I've been using those words so far, right? We don't always control what happens to us, but we are always, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. And we've, I've touched on that, you know, multiple times previously. And, and it's, all, it's all true. And, and I'm seeing that, it's kind of cracking that door for me a little bit that, yeah, uh, when I choose to own the pain, when I choose to own the, the, the responsibility, when I choose to focus on what, like this guy talks about in his book, what to give an F about, there's power that comes with it. I am in control of my life. Now, that doesn't mean just because I'm now in control, it's going to be a yellow brick road. It doesn't mean that it's going to be all sunshines, birthday parties, and cupcakes. Or yellow cake with chocolate frosting and ice cream. Sorry, I had to throw that in for myself. It, we've talked about it just yesterday. It, there, you know, the, the how, sitting around and wondering how to do something is complacency, and taking action is actually starting the plan. Taking action is starting the plan, implementing things, having hurdles, obstacles, uh, failures, and then revamping the plan or scrapping it all together and starting a new one. That is the power that you're doing it willingly, that you're choosing to do it, but it's not easy. It's a simple thing to talk about, but it's not easy. And he, I think he makes that comment in this chapter as well. Because it's not. Who wants to deal with failure after failure after failure? Especially the older you get and the more the body starts to kind of set in and you're like, eh, you got the aches and pains and creaks of, of, of middle age and then older age and wherever you're at in life. Those are your issues, yep. Absolutely, you got to deal with them. But if you want to move forward, you've got to embrace it. You've got to deal with what you've got. Goes back to a week or two back again, which is building on the skills you currently have instead of just focusing on those long-term things and trying to skip. You know, you're trying to go from uh, uh, what does a toddler do when he's learning to walk? You know, it gets to he or she gets to the point of standing and then they go right to trying to run because they haven't mastered the motor control of walking yet. And what happens when they try to run? They either fall flat right away or they make it a couple steps but then bang into something or fall flat, you know. The the point is they fall down and they cry or something. Um, But then they keep trying it. They keep picking themselves back up. They learn how to use the couch, the chair, the dog, whatever, to pull themselves back up. And they try it again. And if you're by them, they cry again. Uh, And then they keep going over and over to the point 
where they take those first steps. Solid steps, steady steps. Everything's remedial in life. We have to do the same thing when we're trying to improve and, and grow. It's just that because we've experienced pain in our lives and we have a conscious, conscious memory of that pain, we don't want to deal with it again. <laughs> Who does? Absolutely nobody wants to deal with pain over and over. Who really wants to do that? But the high, the, the mental and sometimes physical high can come in when you overcome those hurdles. And at some point, and it's the really super motivated people that annoy us a lot, they've learned, they've embraced the pain that it takes. You know, the sore muscles that I had by going back to the gym the other day, I embrace that because I know I'm growing. And where I fail is if I don't keep up on it and embracing the pain and the, the stretch and the, uh, and the you know, uh, if I don't embrace that process, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to want to do it. And I won't do it. We have to choose those struggles that we're going to participate in for the eventual payoff of the growth. Man, haven't you seen people that are just stoked? Look at, you know, athletes in the Olympics or, or you know, in professional sports, you know, and how at times doesn't it seem like they're kind of uh, over-celebrating? It's like, okay, really? It's a little over the top there. Why are you so excited? Okay, you got a base hit, woohoo. But you got to... What, what's underneath all that is all those days and weeks and hours of practice. All those previous attempts of failure. The greatest baseball players, hitters, still only have, what, a 30% something uh, success rate? I mean, 70% of the time they're failing. 60 to 70% of the time they're failing but they're all-stars because they're working through it. They've chose this life and that's why they celebrate. That's why they're so excited when it happens because of all that work and effort and tireless work uh, practicing and then the failures in other games, the failures in the games. It's why we celebrate records being broken, you know. It's why schools have, you know, all like think of the gym and all the banners of and, and boards of this record and that record and and then you know 17 years later another student breaks it how momentous is that it took 17 years of of hundreds of people probably attempting to break that record before it was finally broken hell yeah it should be celebrated it's huge So that's kind of what, what was going on today for me and my thoughts. And I talk about all this and I say all this and I'm not an expert. I'm going through this process right now. I'm going through it myself. And so I have my failures and I, I do feel like the, the door was cracked open just a little bit for me today. And I see some of that kind of that golden light shining through a little bit. Not cracked open much, just a little. 
because they still have to embrace everything. But that's why I'm on this journey, to improve myself. And I'm sharing it through these podcasts. One, it's an outlet. It's a way for me to talk about it and get it out because I need to. And two, if it helps, you know, motivate others, then cool. Cool. I'm okay with that. But I also think it's a realistic, you know, uh, a chapter or two ago in that book, it talks about how all the self-help gurus and, you know, self-improvement gurus and stuff and how they're just selling you on the pie in the sky and they're not really embracing the pain it takes. I appreciate going through trainings and seminars and sessions and reading things when the people giving you the information are honest about the fact that it's not going to be easy. It's going to be painful and it's going to suck. There's also a lot out there that skip and gloss over that step. You know, and then what happens? You, you go through something, they gloss over it, then you hit the hard part and you get bitter because, oh, well, yeah, they just made it look so easy and it really wasn't. So now you are putting the fault, you're putting the responsibility on them. Yeah, they glossed over it. They skipped over it. Yep. And we've all done it where we're just like, well, then I'm just throwing that whole thing away because there's no merit to it because they didn't talk about how hard it was going to be, how much it was going to suck. And I don't want to go through this struggle. I want the quick fix. I want the easy fix. I want to eat my three cupcakes a day and not get fat. You know, that's three cupcakes after every meal. (laughs) You know, We've all done it. You know we have. And it's the... the so it's, it's those people that talk about the hard times, that talk about the failure, that talk about the sucking part of it, that I, I, give, I give those people a little more credit, for sure. And I've seen some that allude to it, and they'll, they'll say they talk about it because... Uh, so they can say, well, we said it wasn't going to be easy. And what are they doing? They're protecting themselves from blowback. That's what they're doing. But they'll still gloss over parts, for sure. They'll still gloss over details. And, and probably because I'm just such a detailed person. And I'm, I'm, I'm making the mistake of looking, for, looking to them for all those details. And that's back on me, back on my responsibility to make myself the success. I'm blaming them. I'm victimizing myself. Oh, I can't do it because I don't want to do any additional internet research or, or book reading or, or anything. I just want all the answers given to me so that I can do it. And I don't want to do the hard stuff still. <laughs> you know, as an example. We've all been there. And if you're that young where you haven't done much, then you will be there. We've all done it. But we also need those points in our life to look back and go, God, I sucked. How many success stories, when you get to people that have success stories, 20, 30 years in their life, 40 years in their life, and they're talking about it, and how many of them self-deprecate, that look back at me and, and will say openly, man, when I started off, I sucked. I did not know what I was doing. One of the first things I remember 
from Mike Illich, who was, uh, uh, he's dead now, but he came and spoke at our high school, and uh, he was the owner of Little Caesars Pizza, which is massive, you know, and he grew that company into owning two sports teams, the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. There's now a huge, today, there's a huge Little Caesars sports arena where the Red Wings play, and they have massive concerts, and you know, it owns, uh, the family owns ownership in a casino. And I mean, they're just huge, but he got in over his head with the first little individual pizzeria that he got into it with a buddy, his buddy bailed on him. And now all he had, all he had was now all of a sudden he had everything on his shoulders. And what did he do? He rolled up his sleeves and he pushed forward and it was not easy. And he sucked at it. He said, you know, and he, he, he made mistakes. He didn't know what he was doing, but he figured it out because he took action. And there were lots of ups and lots of downs. And it was hard. And you could see that. You could see that in him, the hard life that he led. But look at the amount of great successes. Go, again, goes back. The, the biggest roadblock to a great life is a good life. If he had just sat back and lived a good life, he wouldn't have created everything he created. He wouldn't have gotten risen to the level that he rose to because of that. But he put in that hard work. And it came with sacrifice. Sacrifices. Probably both physically, uh, relationship-wise. I mean, and we've touched on that before. All right. I think that's a good point to jump off. Uh, wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a long episode today. Good point to jump off, and I hope you got something out of that. If you'd like to point, counterpoint, argue, debate, cuss at me. Uh, you know how to get a hold of me through social media, at Instagram and Twitter, at RamblingGenXer, via the email at RamblingGenXer at gmail.com, or you can literally shout at me through the voicemail feature on the Anchor.fm website or app. Alrighty. Get out there. It's Thursday. I got clean roads once I got out of my area, and it's awesome. But uh, get out there, make yourself better, take some action, take your responsibility, make yourself a better person so you can build upon it tomorrow and you can be better for those around you. And be well.